Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everybody, welcome to our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello. Now, as much as one Call of Duty was not enough, it seems to be nope. that there's another one already on the horizon. Well, of course, these games work on three-year dev cycles mm. until very recently, and one comes out every year, so even though Modern Warfare is yet to release, we're still a couple months away from its October launch date, we are looking ahead because the next game, the 2020 Call of Duty, Ludicrous. has been leaked. Okay. Even though it was kind of revealed earlier on this year with a great report by Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, who said, there's been a major internal shakeup, and yes. then this leak from let me get this right I think it is Long Sensation over on um, Twitter right. who has said that next Long year's Sensation, Long Sensation. <laughs> they have leaked um, Call of Duty stuff in the past they actually correctly um, nailed the Modern Warfare title earlier on this year before it was officially unveiled ah, cool. but they're saying that next year's Call of Duty will indeed be Treyarch developed mm-hmm. it will be Black Ops but that it's going to be a reboot of sorts. Following okay. in the footsteps of this year's Modern Warfare, apparently it is going back to the Cold War, which, although we associate with Black Ops, mm. was only really the setting for the first game. The second game had this weird hybrid of being in the past and being in the future, yeah. and ever since then, we've just launched straight into futuristic stuff. So the idea that it's going to the past is a good kind of return to form for me, who really loves well, that I was gonna first say, game. But... Yeah, there's, there's something about the first Black Ops. For me, Black Ops is my favorite Call of Duty. I, I absolutely love the, the story-heavy stuff. Yeah. I love the whole... The numbers mean Mason. Like yes. all that, I think that for me, I mean, as as one of the four people that love Lost, all that sort of <laughs> that way of bringing across like what are the numbers mean? I'm getting lost and all that stuff, and all the different fan theories and everything. And obviously, by the end of it, you know, you get the full uh, full sort of reveal. But I love that they, for me, that's the most narrative-driven Call of Duty. Yes, um, I know that obviously Black Ops Two, like they sort of have different branching paths and everything. But I wonder when they go back to the drawing board if they do think that a core pillar of what makes Black Ops Black Ops yeah. um, is that story stuff. Because even in Black Ops Three, when they were going mind melding and everything, so it was very story-driven. Yes. Well, this is it. Like, it's just like the weird, strange thing with the Black Ops franchise mm. because it started off as this kind of espionage, well, Black Ops focused um, yeah. game about like these strange kind of almost supernatural esque kind of elements. You had like you know personality disorders. You had people mm. who weren't really. You had the numbers and stuff. It yeah. was very kind of rooted in that weird kind of sci-fi vein of modern military shooters. But ever since then, they've sort of moved away from that, at least from a narrative narrative perspective. Mm. I like the. Um, campaign for Black Ops 2, but yes. then 3s was all over the place, and obviously 4 didn't have one. But the issue for this is that if the reports about the development have been accurate, mm-hmm. Jason Schreier said that initially 2020's Call of Duty was going to be a co-production between Sledgehammer Games and Raven, right. which would have been the accurate ske- uh, schedule because Track weren't scheduled to make another Call of Duty until 2021. Yeah, things got swapped things around. Things got swapped around because Activision didn't like where that was going, and they cancelled <laughs> it, and then they brought Treyarch on essentially to salvage the project. Okay. But 
from those other reports, apparently Sledgehammer Games, they were making a Cold War themed title. Right. So my worry for this is, is that it's kind of not going to be a true Black Ops game because mm. Treyarch have been brought on, mm. they've been put into crisis mode, they've been told, you need to get a game out in 2020, mm. and they've just sat by the sounds of it, tried to salvage what was already there and then kind of put a new spin on it by well, either calling it Black Ops 5 or just a straight reboot as Black Ops. I've long thought, this is there's going to be a big deviation for a second, but I've long thought that Call of Duty sort of dovetailed into the more, like, over the top, the supernatural, the more super-powered stuff, uh, mainly because they thought that Titanfall was going to be a massive contender. Yeah. Obviously, the first Titanfall sort of, you know, kind of stumbled a bit. I adore Titanfall too. I genuinely think it's the best shooter of a generation. Fight me. And, like, well, Siege probably is, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think they went down that sort of more super-powered route because they thought that they were going to be going up against Titanfall and you let it led to things like Black Ops 3 and Advanced Warfare with its mid-air boost things yeah. and whatever and then Black Ops 4 going full-on Overwatch style hero shooters and um, that seems now because we're going back to boots on the ground really militaristic you know hardcore stuff like Modern Warfare and if this Black Ops stuff is true um, that all of this sort of like hero based super powered stuff is just one big old deviation one big experiment and then Activision is kind, kind of course correcting back to what Call of Duty well, always well, that's was. it we've talked about this before and it, at the start of this generation at least I think that Call of Duty <clears> stopped <throat> being a trendsetter and started mm. following what other people were doing they started doing the Titanfall double jumping they started mm-hmm. going down the hero shooter um, kind of path because that was popular and there's I so want to see there's, there's so much siege in Modern Warfare as well just well, to quickly it, drop I mean, that in I mean even this Modern Warfare although it's going back to basics it's taken like you said inspiration from siege mm-hmm. it's taken inspiration from Battlefield so even though it's going back to COD's roots it's <laughs> doing it in a way that is still kind of cribbing on other games I still think that's a good way to go with the franchise because mm-hmm. it still does feel very distinctive to you know what Activision have built and what fans love about these sub-franchises even though it is kind of still cribbing under the games. Mm -hmm. But what I worry about with Black Ops is that like has it already lost what kind of made Black Ops special in the first place? If you're just trying to salvage it and you're trying to not like go down another reboot way like at what point do we get sick of just seeing these (laughs) same old franchises get rebooted because although I want. I think the track games are really good. I think mechanically they're really sound. They mm-hmm. have a lot of great ideas. I think even if this was Black Ops Five, that would have felt stale. And the fact that they're yeah. just kind of going back to the drawing board. I think although that track are probably the best developer that Activision have on these games, mm-hmm. they just seem to be treated a bit like crap. Yeah, it's sort of just like, well, we need like we need a home win, or we need like something yeah. that's really obvious. So like you know, here's your sort of cliff notes, and go you know go figure it out. Um, but it is weird because if you so if you're them, and like I said, you've had this massive deviation which has gone on for years at this point. Um, culminating in something like Black Ops 4 with full-on massive, you know, jumping through mid-air with you. I forget the name of the character that has put the big, oh, I puts the big thing yes. down, everything blows up. It was full-on hero power stuff. I actually really, really, really like Black Ops 4, but it's mainly because I also love Overwatch. So I think that if you grew up on Call of Duty, you're probably kind of hankering for something that is more old school. Yeah. But in the same, um, you know, in the same vein, if you're them, what is your drawing board? What do you go back to? Yes. And it is, I guess it is just doubling down on military realism and, you know, the headlines ripped from the, uh, in-game stories ripped from the headlines. But then for me, we get back to the problem that plagued the franchise in the late era mm. of the 360 era when we had three different sub-franchises all doing the same thing, <laughs> all trying to be the sci-fi futuristic shooter. True. And now if we're getting one gritty reboot coming this year, and then we're getting another reboot next year, which apparently, by the way, Long Sensation also says is going to be even darker than this year's <laughs> Modern Warfare. It's kind of, you had such oh. variation, and now you're just kind of going back to whatever drawing board you had, mm-hmm. but that just breeds 
homogeneity. That's what I'm trying to say. I do. Yes. It is interesting though because for me, like I said, I uh, I like that sort of futuristic the way that they went. I'm a sucker for sci-fi, so I think anything that they you know go down that route. Black Ops 2, I remember, remember initially being quite hesitant with because I was just like, this doesn't look or feel like Call of Duty. But then once you got hands on with it, you sort of realised that they can inject enough of that signature sort of feel and tone and the way that the, uh, the story kind of went in the script and everything yeah. into a future setting. Um, it is, but if you're stripping all that stuff away, it's like what even is Call of Duty at this point yeah. other than just being like you know the most catch-all pop song version of military uh, you know video games and this is why I think mm. that Activision just need to take a break right, I feel right. like even though they are not kind of some of the games have faltered but they're still making a ridiculous amount of money mm-hmm. I just think it's sort of reached a crisis point from what we know from <laughs> Jason Schreier's reports about uh, the insane crunch that went into Black Ops 3 and 4 and now inevitably 5 because they've got one year less to create a title yeah. it just sounds like internally the studios are burning out and are unhappy I and think Activision are kind of just throwing everything at the franchise mm. and not allowing it to have that creative break. I mean, it's it's is it's kind of a unique thing. Other than sports games, there's nothing that's gone on for this long where you got a, you know you're, you're turning stories around year on year. Obviously, Black Ops Four didn't have one; people didn't like it. We're getting a campaign in Modern Warfare again, mm. and they seem to have had enough time to put together a campaign based on a three-year turnaround. Um, but I wonder, with so many different sort of chess pieces being moved so quickly and so so violently in some cases, like resulting in so many different studios being burned out and crunched and everything, um, is even this this like reapproach to uh, boots on the ground super serious modern warfare stuff if that doesn't land because yeah. World War 2 didn't really land that well yeah. mainly because of the, the way the, sort of the loot boxes were handled and the, the sort of like the launch conversations and everything um, but I thought if that if World War 2 had landed better I thought we would have had a whole return to old school Call of Duty and we didn't which is why they're now trying this well, it's like well maybe modern warfare will work that's the funny thing because although mm. World War 2 had a lot of goodwill like you said it, it launched to really good scores the fans were initially happy mm-hmm. but then in that post launch period a lot of people just dropped off and then obviously Sledgehammer's next project was cancelled and yep. it's just kind of internally there seems to be a lot of turmoil but as long as the franchise keeps making money Activision are not going to put it on hold because <laughs> they only have a couple of franchises core yeah. franchises that they rely on every single year for this like their to make 800 million dollars for gone. microtransactions and Destiny's gone so they need Call of Duty but I'm not sure if they have the infrastructure anymore to make I, great great Call of Duty I games. wonder how many of um, these like really core decisions come back come down to the fact that their main creative leads aren't there anymore yeah. um, you know like, I always get these names wrong but I think it's Vince Zampella and Jason West or Jason Zampella yeah it's no, you got that right I think. yes the first time yeah. uh, who went over to Respawn who were working on Jedi Fall in order who did Titanfall um, those are the two sort of main creative leads that were working with Infinity Ward when Modern Warfare became the world enslaving you know massive media project kind of thing that it was um, and at some point you just don't have those people to go back to and yeah. I don't even know how much of a future vision they had how many notes they left behind or whatever for potential future sequels um, but it reminds me of what happened with Assassin's Creed where we just we saw Patrice Desley left the series after Brotherhood uh, maybe Revelations um, and he just you could just you could tell immediately mm-hmm. that that sort of creative vision wasn't there anymore um, and obviously with Assassin's Creed they've managed to turn it back around Origins and Odyssey have been received pretty well yeah. especially Odyssey um, and it's just weird with Call of Duty because like I said if I if I think of it if I take a step back from the whole series I see them trying this whole Titanfall chasing side thing without their creatives who have left um, trying to keep up with them kind of okay well if, if our leads are going to be doing this then we best be doing this yeah. um, and that's just sort of meted out in a way that I assume they didn't predict because Titanfall didn't become the massive shooter that they could have thought and it was. it should have been. Uh, yeah, we oh, absolutely should be and totally go play Titanfall 2 if you haven't. Um, and now we're at this point where Call of Duty has tried a few different things um, and now it's trying to get back to its signature identity yeah. without the people that helped build that signature identity in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I think you made two very silly points there. That's like what I One do. right there about like the people not being there, even though mm. the new Modern Warfare has caught at a lot of talent that did work on the original game. Oh, I still think it looks really promising. Yeah, it still looks promising. I think they're trying to find something, they're finding their own distinct identity with that game, but mm. it 
took Infinity Ward arguably three titles to get there. And if the other studios have to follow suit, then we're going to get bad Call of Duty games, and then we're going to lead to this burnout <laughs> even more. But I think the biggest factor is Assassin's Creed. Yes. Even though they had a similar setup to Call of Duty when they had different developers working on the different sub-franchises, mm-hmm. giving them a few years to turn around titles, that still burnt them out. That still led to releases like Assassin's Creed Unity, mm-hmm. which soured everyone on the games. Mm-hmm. And it was only when they took a break, kind of stepped back, looked looked and reevaluated everything, changed a few things, mm-hmm. came back with that creative passion in that signature vision uh, return mm-hmm. that they actually, you know, got Assassin's Creed back up to those ridiculous heights that it was <laughs> that, back in 2010 or so. That's what I want them to do. I would like Activision to take a step back. Like you said, it's going to be Activision's problem because if they take Call of Duty away, they don't have any massive money bringing, money bringing in IPs <laughs> yeah. because they've lost <laughs> Destiny. Uh, they're, they're, they're their most lucrative franchises. And if, you, if, if they go, like, for their investors, their shareholders, by the way, we're not doing a Call of Duty this year, that's a massive problem for their balance sheets and all yes. that kind of thing. So I think it's more on Activision side. Like you said, you can kind of tell that they're cranking the handles and making stuff come together, yeah. even if it feels kind of unnatural. Um, which is all to say that I still think this sounds kind of promising. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of Call of Duty getting back to its roots and becoming the signature franchise that it always was. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's been chasing other franchises for years at this point. Um, I just kind of wonder how you do that and how much you make a mark when you're yeah. fundamentally rebooting something that we already associate with a couple of other people. I agree. I mean, like mm-hmm. Treyarch, even in their like most difficult times, have not created a game that I have disliked. I think they've all been solid. They've always overcome the challenges. Mm -hmm. I just fear for how many times they can do that before they (laughs) deliver a dud. Because, I mean, it has to happen inevitably. The amount of stuff that's happening or has allegedly happened in that studio Mm. is just kind of crazy considering the high quality products they still manage to pump out True. at the very end of that cycle. At some point, Sheely creative people will always result in something worthwhile, providing they're given just enough time to do it, which is obviously the fact that the way that their crunch culture sort of works. But let us know what you think down in the comments below. Maybe you're looking forward to a Black Ops reboot, and what do you think of Modern Warfare as well? For now, though, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. I moved my chair so much. <laughs> <laughs> you were like shaking wood, hey. brother. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.